So today, my guest is Michelle Carmen Gomez. Michelle does intuitive therapy. Now, I feel like every therapist should be intuitive, but you know what? Such is not the case. Anyway, Michelle is also an empath. And Michelle does a great job of explaining what that means and what that is. She also explains how she uses her empathic abilities to assist in her therapy work. And she also tells us how she came upon these gifts of being an empath. Now, Michelle also uh, believes that there are a lot more empaths out there than one would realize. And by finding out that you are an empath, how that probably gives you a lot of clarity and would help explain a lot of circumstances in your life. Check out Michelle Carmen Gomez. All right, go. (laughs) No one can see you. I don't know what you No, I no, I'm not doing that for for anybody but myself. My hair's all crazy. So I'm like, I'm like brushing it. Yeah. I usually don't do stuff to impress other people. I figure, you know, authenticity is 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 impressive enough, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the vibe I'm going for. (laughs) <laughs> authenticity that crap yeah <laughs> <laughs> how like unattractive yeah <laughs> so we have a uh, michelle i was gonna say michelle carmen gomez yes no michelle carmen michelle gomez. carmen how- gomez that's like a cool and uh, do, do people call you uh mcg <laughs> you know what i kind of like mcg to be honest mcg, McG. Ma- no mcg you know mcg mcg yeah. you know McG, what i mean but i yeah. think but I think there's a director who's McG. So I, anyway, whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So Michelle, Michelle Carmen, Carmen Gomez. Cool. We have Michelle Carmen Gomez here. And uh, my mom is Carmen. So I love it. Oh. Like, it's like, you know, my mom's name is Carmen. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you're, yeah. are, you na- are you named after your mom? Well, I mean, I, I, the, Michelle, the middle, and then the middle name is your mom. The middle name, I, I guess it's an homage to my mom. I guess you know she was oh. like, let's let's stick me in there. But I just, I love it, you know. So now oh, but, it's just, it's stuck. You know what's weird is that I was like, oh, that's sweet, but that, but I forget you don't really name yourself when you're born. Your mom does, <laughs> so your mom paid homage <laughs> so, to herself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she just, it's like photo bombing, but with a name, you know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. She's like, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. You know, you wanted to create it by credit. <laughs> she got it created by credit. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're my first uh, empath on the podcast. Oh, I love it. Okay. So like, cause nice. you're an empath and uh, you're going to tell us all about that and what that entails and what that means to us okay. humans. So, <laughs> well, I think we all have empathic abilities, to be honest. I have, well, I have to preface it with that because, gotcha. you know, there's a whole, there's a whole, uh, you know, in this sort of culture, there's a whole kind of like, oh, she thinks she's so special. The truth is, is I think we all have empathic abilities. Um, mm. Now, whether we're willing to kind of engage those and, um, and really utilize their, you know, your gifts in that way, it's up, it's up to every individual. But I do feel like we come into this place having those abilities but before you go down that path let us know what an empath exactly is an empath is somebody who can access other people's energy and emotion in any given circumstance so there's different aspects to being an empath there's uh people that are clairvoyant or people that are clairaudient people that hear things 
from mm -hmm. the energy of other people. Um, that's why crowds and things like that can be really jarring for empaths and, mm -hmm. and sensitives. Um, and, and, um, so that's, that's basically, that's basically what empaths are. And it can, it's a great gift because, you know, the great positive is that if you're a room full of loving, wonderful, amazing people, you get that, like you're hypercharged. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's like yeah. an amazing, it's an amazing gift. Now the flip side is, cause you know, there's always the other side of the coin is that if you're in a room, that's the opposite of that. There's a lot of anger and negativity, or there's people in pain, like physical pain, then you, it can really, uh, it can be uh, debilitating. And that's part of what kept me from even understanding that I was an empath because early on, I'd always heard that you're an empath. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And, and, and then of course, you know, you look into it and a lot of people that I met that were so-called, I mean, they called themselves empaths. I never really did until just recently, but I was like, right. holy, holy shit, I am one. But even back then I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And these people that are empaths would say, oh, I'm just really sensitive. I can't be around people. And it really hurts me. And I remember thinking that it sounded very very victim, Eight. like a vic, like a vic, <laughs> like a victim mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I was like, gosh, I don't feel like that at all. Like, and so that's why I didn't really open myself up to the idea of being an empath. Cause mm. I was like, well, that doesn't sound like me at all. Like, I don't feel victimized by my, by my experience. Here. Well, you know, I had a, a girlfriend, she said, like I have the empath vibes, but she did that when she didn't want to be around people she didn't like. <laughs> or like she didn't want to go to the party. She's like, oh yeah, I just can't. I'm sensitive to people's vibes. <laughs> so wait, let me ask you. It, it, it didn't hand up happen randomly, right? It was only when she didn't want to do something or was yes. it, or was it just when she was around people like grocery store and you'd come home and did it ever feel like it was authentically that or was just used as an excuse? I think it was, I mean, in retrospect, I think it was authentically, but I always thought like, <laughs> oh, you just don't like that person. So you don't want to tell them, oh no, I'm not coming to your party because I don't like you. I'm this, I'm weird with vibes. <laughs> you know, you know Raul, I'm so glad you said that because here's, here's, I'm going to use that as a great example of something else, because I also think that's why I am so, uh, inspired and empowered to kind of get this kind of idea out there and really sort of explore it for people, because that's what I'm talking about. Like so many empaths, mm. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they use it as an excuse, but so many empaths, it really does sort of, um, kind of alter their day. Like it kind of changes their choices. And I think that's mm. unfortunate, right? Because it really is kind of a superpower if you can figure out how to manage it. Like that's, that's the piece of it that's so important. And that's the piece that drives me because yes, I didn't, when I heard this about these impasse, I was like, well, I'm not, I don't feel victim to, you know, but in retrospect, mm. it did find its way into areas without me knowing. Like, you know, like in relationships, like I could, I could almost, sometimes I could sort of absorb the other person's energy. And then I would start to like, we would be like, not so much a mirror, but like, I would replicate that. Like it was compute. Like I could ruin relationships by virtue of not knowing, oh, that's their thing. That's not my thing. So it does find its way. If not so much like overtly, like I don't want to go to a party because I don't get the vibe even like more subtly. And those are the pieces I think that can be, um, it can be detrimental, like, and can really be inhibiting in one's life. And that's what, yeah. So let me see if I get this straight. So you, cause you're saying that uh, if, if you're an empath, like a lot of times people don't know 
what an empath is or they don't know the concept of it so if you're if you possess those uh that sensitivity or those abilities and you don't know it a lot of times it goes you sort of meld someone else's uh drama i'm just being i'm being layman's terms with yours because it's really there or like you sense their thing but you start thinking it's your thing and so you you don't really know what's going on Right. right. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, you have to learn to manage it. And, and I don't think that it's anybody's fault for not knowing. But, you know, can I say something? Cause I, I did read yeah. up about empaths and Talk I'm just going to gonna say this. I want, I want to know what you think of this uh, interpretation of it. Right. So it, okay. from when I was uh, studying it, it looked like there's the psychological approach of an okay. empath. And then there is the psychic empaths. Yeah. So, so, but one of the definitions is like uh, empath, someone possessing high levels of empathy, understanding someone else's experiences and putting yourself in their place, mm-hmm. uh, seeing the world from their shoes. And it says what separates an empath from, no, from, being, like, empathetic, empathetic. from being empathetic. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. A, well, so the psychological version is they're like, they're sort of describing as someone with a high level of empathy. So they uh, often... Mm-hmm. Uh, affected by other people's emotions and Mm -hmm. things like that now on the psychic level uh i guess it is usually six levels and they usually break it down yeah i explore that i'm writing a book and i explore that i explore all of that because it's true and part Mm -hmm. it, it, it there are people that are um there there i think there's i mean there's so many lists like there's like there's a list of 40 specific things there's so many yeah 40 wow Oh my gosh. Like, because you said there's people that are connected to plants. There's people that, you know, there are in other words, you know, those people that like anything they plant freaking grows. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But they just and call that a like, green thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like a thing. Like I have a, yes, I've, no, I know that. Like, yeah. I, know, used to, I used to be like that, but now I'm not like that. So now I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> You've turned your back on the plants. Yeah. I, I, well, I they, there's they're definitely they're connected. Uh, no. You no, no, you just have to reconnect, man. Just have a moment with your plants, you know. Oh, okay. But I, I, I've always been fascinated with this. What I remember as a as a person now of those experiences, they're mm. the things that I felt. So that's again, it was another way to kind of um substantiate kind of the difference between being empathic and being empathetic. How do you know? Yeah. Well, if you're an empath, then mm-hmm. you physically feel in your body stuff that's around you and it can be debilitating like I, I i it can be glorious and it can be debilitating that's why um you know i had an eating disorder for freaking forever until i got you know 15 years ago i got therapy but for very early on in my 20s it was not a good situation because i would be around people and i would take things in it was just too much emotion and i and i couldn't figure out why and i literally would go and you know binge and then like release it it was like this release and i didn't understand how it was connected Hmm. to other things you know so you're an emotional empath is what you're saying well sorry which one of the tendencies do you lean here's the, towards? well here's the crazy aspect when i go down the list mm-hmm. this is why i know that what i'm doing is what i'm supposed to be doing and this is a trajectory of my work because when you go down the list mm-hmm. i have all of them i went through them and i was like okay good with animals like animals come to me Mm-hmm. it's it's really strange like people who have mean pets i go to their houses and they're like oh my gosh like you know they can't believe that their animal is like sitting beside me and i don't know the difference 
right? I just, but they're like, you get the animal one, you get the so plant weird. one. I got the plant one. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. good with plants. Um, but I'm with you. I go in and out with the plants. I can't make peace with the plants. I don't know why. I, I you know, well, I ate a salad in front of my plants. So I think it's mad at me. <gasps> yeah, they're still upset. Oh, oh my God. That's a good point. Yeah, I get I go in and out of the plant thing. But the whole thing about, you know, feeling other people's physical things, you know, yeah, I, so you I have that. I have yeah. And then the clairvoyant, I go into dreams and I can answer questions and I usually get premonitions in dreams. I have that too. And I, oh, wow. and it's been supercharged since I I've come to the conclusion, you know, like anything else, like the universe is so it's so amazing that way because and beautiful that way, because the more you open yourself up to something, the more it goes, Oh, you want that? Okay, cool. We'll just give you more of that. Like you just like, it's like this crazy amazing thing so it's even been heightened now, let me jump back to like how did you 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 didn't always consider yourself an empath so how no did you, i resisted it like how did you find a language <laughs> to describe what you are well i i i had come home to help my mom with my grandmother and then as i was driving from la to texas the pandemic the the the, the you know the united states the world was shutting down as i was mm -hmm. driving so by the time I got here, it was a whole different thing. And I actually think that probably had something, I just thought of this now, it probably had something to do with my kind of calming transition because literally the world was just quiet. Like yeah. as I was moving through and got I missed here. It. Did, what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, you <laughs> missed I, the quiet? I, I don't I miss the, I don't, I'm not happy about the people getting sick, but I guess, man, I missed that quiet right? animals well, were think, coming out. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah. I, no, the animals. Oh, gosh, don't you remember that? What an amazing, in the bioluminescent, like the ocean. Yeah, everything. <gasps> People were like, the animals like, oh, I think they're gone, everybody. <laughs> like, they start coming. <laughs> they're, like, so <laughs> they're like, hey, babe, Jesus, around. they're Jesus. gone. Jesus. They're like, it was like having a bad dinner guest. Like, oh, God, thank God. Whales <laughs> were like happy and jumping up in the ocean and stuff like <laughs> Exactly. Oh my yeah. gosh. No traffic and like yeah. It's clear. You could smell oh, what uh, is that feeling in my lungs? Oh, oxygen, you know. <laughs> exactly. I know I do too. I did that part of it for sure. But I also think <clears throat> that it facilitated my discovery because right. the world was so quiet and 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 I'd never had that. So I don't I think the timing was right. But it started to come, it started to come through my algorithms on on YouTube, I started to see a lot of empath stuff. Like, mm -hmm. are you an empath? Different types of empath. Like, and I was like, that is so weird. It was like a test, like that came up on your Facebook it, or something. It was a, it was a video, and and it was uh, something about are you an empath? And this is what sold me because of all the things this woman could have said. The first thing she said is, if you are an empath, you are not a victim. Don't let anybody tell you that you're a victim because you feel too much. It's a superpower and so many people have it and they don't access it. So I want you to repurpose your idea of what an empath is. I mean, right out of the gate. And that was the only thing keeping me from the idea that I might be one. So that was all I needed. Mm. Then, then I was like, okay. And then I started to explore the different types and, you know, and then the checklist. And that was the thing when I was like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. So you, you, uh, you, you started to uh, recognize that you're empathic and, and then you started looking for clues to see if you were correct. Yeah. But the idea is that 
there are empathetic people and other people, people that are empathetic are what you read. They can understand, they can put themselves in other people's shoes. They can kind of understand what people are experiencing. And that's a great gift in and of itself. Being an empath is a little more specific. In other words, it is the physical manifestation of that empathy. It's a, like you feel it in your body. I really want people to open themselves up to the idea because I think it's a superpower. I think it's right. something that it's a gift that we should all explore and we shouldn't allow you know, these labels of introvert or extrovert to hinder mm. us from doing that. I think the introverted piece that manifested in myself is mm. I have a lot of recovery time. In other words, I like to go out and do stuff, but I, after that, sometimes if I'm at the wrong party, I can literally sleep for two days. And for a long, long time, I was like, am I depressed? Like, what is that? What is that about? Oh, like, you mean the recovery you know? time from being around so many different yes, uh, energies, yes, different people. Yes. Or uh, I realize mm. now that what I would do is I do these, I do this thing in parties where I always have an escape plan. Like I rarely go to a thing where I can't leave on my own. Or where, whether I can't like, I know where the bathroom is always because I can go to the bathroom and like take a break, you know, and I, but I didn't realize that was a thing, mm. but that's, that's definitely a thing. Like, it's like, you know. it's like going to a party in the hood. You're like, you know what? Let me make sure I got an escape plan. <laughs> <laughs> Must be, man. Like, I mean, it is, like, it's rough out there. Because you never yeah, know. Might go down. <laughs> you just never know. You just never know. You know, it's a lot of empaths don't understand that they are empaths. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be like, okay, this feels better being away. Okay, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to steal a line from Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. Explain this to me like I'm a four-year-old. <laughs> like what I mean is <laughs> like this step-by-step like you. Yeah? I would have, well, there's one example. Um, a, a friend of mine and, and her husband, we were in their kitchen and she was at the, you know, we were at the island and just chatting about something. And her husband was kind of just listening to us. And, and I knew that I had said something to kind of annoy her. And I, I had a flash sort of in my periphery. And it's kind of like a movie that plays for like half a second in this little movie. She had her th- threw back her head and she was just like, oh my God, like in frustration just for like a nanosecond. And she mm. didn't physically do that in the moment. It was like, like actually, a vision, like a- Yeah, like a, like, a, like, a, like a quick little, yeah. This is, and this is what I was talking is about. Is that clear like, cognizant or clear? I think you're right. Clear, clear. Clear cognizant. Or yes, where you have the- vision. A clear cognition. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure exactly which clear it is. That's, I'm still learning. I'm still learning my well, clairs, clairvoyancy and yeah. Okay. Yeah, clairvoyance, clairaudience is when you hear stuff, which I uh, do too. Yeah. Clairvoyance is where you see stuff, which I do too. Clear. I, the, the, the little, the, the visual anyway. So I saw, anyway, her, do this, I saw her do this thing. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're getting, she, um, and so I said, listen, I won't be upset. You know, I knew that I had annoyed her, you know, whatever we had said, who knows what we we're talking about. But, um, and I said, you know, I'm not upset. I won't be upset with you. Like I, you know, Cause she's got a straight face. She's like no showing poker face. Like she, you wouldn't know. And I said, right. when I said this and I repeated what we stopped, we just had spoken about. And I said, did you just do this? <laughs> I like, I basically uh, and you imitated. Yeah. I imitated what I saw and her mm. husband who was sitting on the counter just started just laughing hysterically. And I, and, and she was like, she sort of paused and she was like, like, yeah, she nodded. Yes. You know, like, yeah, I did kind of have that moment. And he started laughing because apparently that's what she does when she's annoyed. Right. And I was like, oh my God, there must, there's got, there's gotta be something to this because it was so clear to me. 
right? Right, right. Because there is the component of like, oh my God, am I, this is crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a little mm-hmm. bit of the questioning. I was just going to say, does that freak you out when you have those type of, um, those visions? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that, a, like a precognitive vision, you know, is what you're kind of talking about? Well, I, I used to until I realized that when you have a precognition, like if you have a, when you see something and there's mm-hmm. fear, it's fueled with fear, mm-hmm. then it's usually more about your psyche and less about your vision. If you see something and you can, and it's, it's kind of detached from you. Um, it's harder. I think when you have a vision about like somebody you like cl- really close to you, I think that's when it can kind of get, but you know, usually like I had a, like I had a dream about a friend of mine who's a twin and she, and you know, she and her sister hadn't spoken for a long time. And I had a whole reconciliation dream between the two of them. And I was like, uh, and I, and I hesitate. It was because I was like, Oh my God, first of all, this is going to sound cuckoo. And then, but then I was like, you know, no, I'm going to call her because I mean, maybe it's important. Like it just kept gnawing at me. You know what I mean? You. And I called her and she went silent on the other line. And I was like, okay, God, I hope I haven't offended her. Like, I'm like, mm. oh, okay. And she was like, she's like, we just spoke yesterday. She's mm. like, and we had that exact conversation because part of my message to her was that this is the entry to healing, whatever it is you're going to hear, you're, you oh, need to heal you. between each other. But I could still be like, oh, whatever. It's just a thing, you know? And so, oh, so you, of- you would do, you were having these type of uh, things, but you still things. didn't uh, associate it with being an impact. No. I've had them my whole life. Like, that's what I now understand. I mean, it's very textbook that way. The empath, Mm -hmm. my abilities are very textbook. And I think that's why I felt like I had to write about it because I want other people to kind of see the trajectory, the possibilities, kind of how it plays out at different stages, you know, and, and, and how your one through five are very important to how you develop as a, as an empath. If there's any trauma. I mean, ages, ages one to five right ages one to yeah exactly yeah. well ages one through five are really developmental and they can have everything to do with how you uh how you you know you develop your skills and how you kind of kind of inter- internalize and incorporate them if you have people around you who are like i don't know what you're talking about and you put you know sometimes you, it's harder to, or there's trauma mm-hmm. sometimes it's harder to identify and access and so i had my i had my 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 share of, of some trauma early on but for the most part, my one through five were pretty magical. I was, I was really lucky. So as an empath, that's kind of gold for you. Like I oh, got oh, really to lucky. Develop, to help develop your. Yeah. Like, and like, that's another culture. piece of it. Yeah. That's why I was like, I got to write this book because, you know, for parents that are parenting empaths, they're like, this, there's a little, what's going on here, you know, and then they don't understand it or they don't. And, and, and I was lucky that I had that kind of entry into it. I didn't mm-hmm. know it at the time, obviously, but you know, when you have those experiences, it really changes how you view the world and how you use whatever it is you have. I I feel very lucky. Like I feel lucky that I, that that happened the way it did, because I also feel like it's how I've been able to help other people, you know, in, in, in understanding their gifts and, 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 and finding purpose in their lives and things like that, because I have that basis. Well, let me ask you a question, uh, because I'm just trying to relate to what this has to do with the empath. Um, so you're saying that that, that upbringing helped you help, uh, formulate, like it was like a good nurturing place to be for an empath, uh, child, right? To start. Yeah. To start and off. It, okay. it, it makes, it makes it where I feel, uh, an obligation. It makes me get weepy. See, this is the empath thing. Oh my gosh. When I feel this emotion, I had gotten really good at burying it 
and not allowing myself yeah. to feel emotional. And I think we need to get over it. Like, I yeah. think we need to understand that this human experience feeling is a part of it. And the idea that so many of us, when we have moments where we get emotional, we apologize, <laughs> you know, everybody, right. We're like, I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's yeah. a bad, like, it's a bad thing instead of, instead of being like, okay it's inappropriate. With- <laughs> like, to be, yeah. To right. Be, right. I guess and if it's, you're it's- the board meeting or something, people don't like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know do. now. I, I don't know. It might be different think, now. The world I think is changing. Yeah, I think it's now. I think we should all like. You know, I, I had a friend the other day, and he was he was crying on the street, and he's you know he's a grown ass man, so he's thinking, uh oh, he's embarrassed about it. I go, I go, no, that's uh that's the appropriate response. <laughs> Good for, <laughs> for you. Based oh, on Ross. what's going on in the world, that's like you, I you love do it. whatever you need to do. Oh, see, that's you know, it. And I, and I feel like I do really feel like that because I feel like, yeah, there's, there's wars, there's crazy stuff going on, yeah. there's like, you know, riots. Yeah. I'm surprised to- more people aren't crying in the streets. <laughs> It's, I mean, normalizing feeling is the beginning. Like this is where you're cracking open your, your, your heart. That's, that was a piece of it that I had to uh, reintroduce myself to, because I think what you do, even as an empath is you go, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Like I don't want all my emotion to make them uncomfortable, but I think that has changed. Uh, You know, we we're very different. 2020 shifted everybody's consciousness. I feel like people are more open to normalizing feeling you know like I tell everybody I love them <laughs> and right. and really because in a way it's like telling myself right so it's like it's just reinforcing our our experience right and like, they're like not- look paper or plastic ma'am <laughs> like, I thank you for loving me but is it paper or plastic <laughs> <laughs> yes but you know what though then they go I love you too like it's just hysterical no, people man. you know what I mean because it's like it's just I think there is something about how we are normalizing being emotional, but, but I still have the, the knee jerk reaction. Like right now, when I got kind of weepy about it, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that you kind of go, Oh gosh, this is too much, but it's not too much. I think it's exactly where we're going. And that's part of my work. And that's part of what motivates me is that I'm even one, I'm part of the group. That's like, I don't know, but I also understand that I, I have to push through it and really live it because mm-hmm. then other people feel like they have permission to live it. Okay. Back to you. Uh, speaking, <laughs> people, speaking of accessing all your gifts, it sounds like that's what you've been able to do recognizing that you're an empath right and then you you mentioned your work what is it now how are you using this what exactly is your work now well I founded a a new company and a website called Mm empathforward.com and that we work with people in developing their gifts um, and identifying their blocks in integrating the spiritual and the human experience. That's so mm-hmm. critical. This goes back to kind of being okay, you know, making normalizing feeling and stuff like that. But they're very practical steps you can take to kind of help you um, become the best version of yourself. And it's really how I have been um, sort of understanding how I've lived my life mm-hmm. and how I've been able to, that's been a consistent the consistent thing in my life. And, um, and of course, you know, all of my research helped because I was a skeptic, you know, I had to prove it to myself. I had to prove to Mm -hmm. myself that I wasn't making this up. 
or that I needed the attention. And once I came to that conclusion, I was like, there are so many people like me. I know it. There are people out there who are struggling, you know, because it manifests in different ways. You know, people that drink too much, you know, sometimes that's people trying to trying to numb whatever it is they're feeling. Right. I mean, they, Mm. you know, that they don't understand that it's a byproduct of something else. Right. So once you can manage what you're feeling and understand, or or it's very basic ways when you can separate Mm. what is yours and what isn't yours, that's, that changed everything for me because there are, there are literally techniques you can use to manage your energy and protect your energy. And is that how you help people? Yeah. Yeah. Figure out. Yes. So, you know, you have to, it has to be tailored to who they are as people Mm. and what they want to experience, but it changed everything. And that was a very practical thing in the beginning where I was like, Oh my God, wow. Okay. These are people that you love, but you're just delineating, you're differentiating between what is theirs and what is yours. Right. Yeah. The reason why this is not that woo to me is because two things <laughs> one yeah. of the one is my grandmother was pretty in uh intuitive I, I i don't know i mean empath is a word that's using i don't know they call it psychic we never had a word for it but she just would she was a medical intuitive she would she, people would walk in a room and she'd kind of tell what's wrong with them <gasps> that and she also was um she so she was good with plants she would give people the right plants to heal them also um like she always knew what i was doing if i was about to (laughs) i I just think about something that i wasn't supposed to do she would call me and says you're about to do such and such right i'm like damn it how do you know this it was very frustrating wow but i love that the other thing is the other thing is that i realized that you know whenever there's an earthquake or like some kind of weather problem that's about to happen animals start to freak out yeah. animals are like whoa oh or like you know mm-hmm. you, or you the native american tribes that lived near mount saint helen is a volcano that erupted in the 80s yeah they mm-hmm. moved the entire group moved from there <laughs> like like 10 days before the eruption so i was like i feel it's something that we're all connected to that we don't realize oh yes and, and because we don't have a scientific you know if science is like kind of air if they can't explain it then it doesn't exist but i think there's, right. there's times when you're about to call someone you know like i was like oh let me call my friend and then ring, they called you it's like yeah. i think that's mathematically so Im- improbable to be an accident yeah the the calling and the hearing and the you know thinking of somebody and then they're calling that one that's the one that i usually when people ask me what does it look like i use that one because everybody's had mm. that one Right. Right, Where you're like, you think of somebody and all of a sudden they call, you know, there's a whole thing that is, that is, that is real, you know? And I, you know, and I can say, I love those stories, by the way, I'd love to meet Mm. your grandmother. (laughs) Well, she's no longer with us. She was just definitely somebody with great gifts. Oh my gosh. Like the whole thing about seeing, seeing the energy and being able to identify, you know, the ailments. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, that's like people that well, are good at Reiki and stuff, you know? Right. Well, there's, there's a, I mean, medical, the medical field is now embracing that they, we, <gasps> we kind of wrote it off before, but I think there's certain people, there's certain, there's a field out there, like quantum physicists are saying there's yes. a field and we, uh, some people, if you're tapped in the field, like most animals are, the reason why we don't, figure out there's an earthquake because we're now removed from it but we are part of that system where your yes. dog or your cat knows hey uh 
<laughs> you did you're like why are you freaking out you know rover and the cat is like yeah because yeah. it's about to be a 6.5 earthquake <laughs> can't you tell like it or- and we're like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah i think they're great guides i also animals in general are great guides i think so animals come with a whole slew of gifts i really think uh you know they're also empaths that are really good with animals but animals are great guides well let me ask you so you your your clients uh people mm-hmm. that you're you're helping uh with their gifts is that what it is you said i do i find that i i i'm attracting i'm getting a lot of empaths or people that, that believe they're empaths or think they're empaths but want to really develop that skill and want to understand how to manage the their emotional mm-hmm. life because it's it can be debilitating you know there's a lot going on in the world and if you can't di- differentiate between what is yours and what isn't yours and there's also a language i realized too having had this period to really kind of understand what's been going on with me mm-hmm. it's helped me zero in on uh, my specific language as an empath you know there's mm-hmm. you know because the thing is is it's not a one fits all deal like you know it, it, i think you know we've had this conversation i think you you have abilities as well. And, but the way they show up in your body is going to be different than the way they show up in mine. And so identifying what that is will help you develop your own language so that you can, you can decide what is yours and what isn't yours, you know, differentiating between what's it, what's energy you take in and what's yours is critical to living in a way that's the most productive. You know what I mean? Cause it's a powerful thing that I think a powerful um, gift that we don't always know how to manage. You know, so yeah. we medicate, we medicate, or, you know, we get in bad relationships or we, we, we self-harm or there's a lot of things that we do. I mean, I was one of them, you know, the bulimic thing is, is, I mean, I certainly had trauma that facilitated that is my avenue, but if I had had other trauma, it could have been something else. So, but for me, it ended mm-hmm. up being the food thing, which, which actually made me feel like I wasn't hurting anybody else. So you're saying that um, like when people don't know that they have these abilities, because it's not something that's prevalent in society. I mean, now so with quantum physics and because mm-hmm. we're recognizing the, the field and we're, that we're all connected to, but there's still not enough language for it, right? So when people right. feel these things, they just think they're nuts or they just... Yeah. Or they're yeah. like, or, or a lot of times with they're oversensitive. Like I would think right now in the world, there's a lot of people who are dealing with a lot of oversensitivity or empathy for what is happening. Empathy. And, and then, but remember the difference it, is people can have empathy, but right. to be an empath or an HSP, a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. uh, is very specific. I think we all can have empathy. Like, and I think that's what's opened up opened us up to the idea that could I be an empath and could I be an HSP? Do I have, or is my kid an empath or is my employee an empath or is my, I mean, that's the thing too. We all know people that have these abilities. We are moving into a place where we are all going, we are all more open to that idea. Right. But really a lot of people, you know, and I hate the generalization, but when you don't understand what your kid is doing, you might say to them, you're being too sensitive because you just don't want them to hurt. You just don't want them to have the discomfort. So you just go, oh, you're too sensitive. So they'll stop. But what you don't understand is it doesn't stop. It doesn't just stop. I I work with teens and and a lot of teens, their lives are about everybody else's perception of them. Right. And then if you're an empath, oh my gosh, that's, that's, it's even, it's aggravated, right? Like when they can take ownership of their experience, Mm -hmm. it changes everything for them. And, and, and in many cases, when I was tutoring too, I saw this where 
it was just the one piece. And if you could figure out what their piece was mm. and, and, ha- and have them recognize it, it would change their experience. And that's the beginning, right? Because when people feel seen and feel understood within themselves, yeah, it creates a, pur- a purposeful life for you. It's not like I want everybody to feel like, yay, I'm an empath and I'm so special. I want everybody to know that these are great gifts that you can use to maximize and optimize this experience for yourself and for mm. other people. Don't get a booth and start charging like $5. <laughs> Put a turban on. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Like, I don't do tarot cards. I don't do, I really just work with people one-on-one to kind of see where they're at and develop mm. whatever stage you're in, you know, that's where I hey, work. You, the reason why I'm, I'm telling you, the reason why, I'm, I mean, the CIA was studying this thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's yeah. a, there are police who hire the empaths to solve murders and and some people have like a 94 percent like finding bodies and stuff yeah remote viewing i mean remote viewing goes all the way back to world war ii like the idea that they really explored that i mean that is no if the the government is investing their time and energy you know there's some legitimacy to it you know but stanford research lab stanford research facilities in, in northern california was they only allegedly stopped doing this because of technology. Because I think now they're just spying on us through technology. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, we can find <laughs> out. We can just track you now. But that that was that was like a whole. Uh, there was a yeah. whole division of rem- remote viewing and 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 yeah, you know, like people just people who are they hold an object like what do they call it? Is that no, what it psycho is? psychometric empath where they like Tell me. like like you give me a key from the person from the murder victim <gasps> oh and, and they can absorb the energy and, and exactly. collect information oh yes yeah, yes yeah, i yeah. have heard of those okay like yeah a, like, wow. like police are using those people so i'm yeah. saying we kind of laugh at some of that stuff but i mean i don't know all about it all about it but i wouldn't I, laugh something off because i don't know anything about it you know, you know what i'm saying like i think there's more yes. to it like why would why would they, this person be on the payroll if it wasn't some level of success rate? And it's not cheap to conduct those, you know, those those those. I mean, their entire programs based around remote viewing. This is the whole thing. Like it's a, yeah, it's a the thing. government. Yeah. Used them, yeah. Yes. Yes. But you know, here's the thing: is I, uh, you know, an you know editor I, I'm working with. But sorry, you know but, what I just thought of. What? We, we didn't really explain what remote viewing is. We're just throwing out all these terms, <laughs> <laughs> and people that are is, listening okay, like, "What the, the hell is that?" Okay, so I'll do my best. The government basically um, collected a group of highly intuitive psychics and uh, mediums and had them, um, those strongholds in in Russia or something with the nuclear plants. And they would basically have- During the Cold War, yeah. During the Cold War. And they would have these people try to find out, like, in other words, the government knew where they were and they had remote viewers- look for them. And so it was, just, they were trying to see why they, how they matched up. And it was like 90% of the time they could identify where these nuclear strongholds right. were in certain places in, in, you know, Germany and Europe. This was like, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, so that's how they did that. So it was more of a, it was more of a way to confirm that it exists. Right. And they were so, going through this, this sort of not trance, but this sort of in between the theta state of the brain. Yes. We're yes. in between sort of dream and wake where they can and we have that. We see go visions. In and out of that. Right. They, and they would, and they would have them focus on 
these particular targets like during the mm -hmm. cold war and say like where what is what is where are the russian nuclear missile plants and they could they identify and they would draw they it and it would yeah. almost be to the t a lot of them the people that possess these gifts were and there were right. a couple of people who or they they tested and realized that they were pretty good at it and they also realized that it was everybody at a certain point has a little bit of it but some people it's really it's like having a some people are everybody's got biceps but some people just <laughs> some people's are really big you know right, really strong, right, right like they've developed that muscle you know yeah and yeah. so they're realizing it's a muscle that can be developed and I think there's and a movie, Men Staring at Goats, that actually deals with this. Sort of I think you're right. Yes, that's right. That was what that was all about. Do like, people get uh, afraid of you or uh, <laughs> uncomfortable if you're... No, I'm just wondering. Like, if you're finishing someone's thought or, like, whoever you're dating, they're like, she, she's going to know everything I'm doing. You know, it's like you're checking their phone man, without checking their phone. You're good at this, man, because, yes. I have to say, it's funny because in relationships, I don't do that. Like, because as an empath and as a person who respects other people, just inherently, like their, their pace and their, and their, you know, I feel like I do have to be invited. As an adult in relationships, I, I you know, even before I realized that I was in a, an empath is that, um, you know, I, I do collect, I do get information. Like I know when somebody feels shamed, but I have to understand too, that the truth is not always something that people are ready to hear. You know what I mean? And it's not like I, I share these things because I'm trying to hurt anybody. It's because right. I feel, I feel like if you didn't know you're doing this, you are like, it's a the, thing. The, the reason so, why you're bad in bed is because you don't pay attention to me and not paying attention <laughs> to the person as part of making the love experience. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Like it doesn't, you know what? And that's, listen, that's a joke, but you're being legit. And it doesn't get petty. Like I don't have, I don't get, I don't gain any satisfaction from being petty, to be honest. Yeah. But I do realize that even yeah. what I feel is like subtle information can be yeah. devastating for that's somebody who's, who has spent a lifetime trying to hide. It. So this leads me to a very good point because uh, like you're using your, uh, your empath skills for good. What about those who use it for like, there's a, there's a section of this called a dark empath, you know, like yeah. what about those people? How do you, uh, have you encountered <laughs> any of those people? Cause oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I got to stop you now because I'm not even kidding. Like 20 seconds ago, I had that thought. You said what? 20 well, this is where, okay, we're going to have an empath moment here because I know you don't think, or you're not sure, but let me tell you something. 20 seconds ago, uh -huh. I had a thought where I was like, maybe I should, I should mention to Raw that you can use it in not so good ways. And then I thought, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> I actually had that thought. And then I was like, I'm not going to go there. Unless he goes there, I'm not going to go there. I actually had that thought. So the fact that I tell my story and then your mm -hmm. next thing is, do people use it negatively? The, your, the answer is, I didn't think it was possible because I'm mm. such a Pollyanna that way. Uh, I answered your question and my question just a couple of months ago when I was talking to somebody who's more of a, an acquaintance, but wanted to mm. reconnect. And, and uh, he's a sales guy. And, you know, I, he was telling me, you know, asking, what are you up to? And I said, this, you know, the website and, you know, the book is almost done and blah, blah, blah. And, and then he said, yeah, you know, I have abilities. And he said, I use them in sales. And I was like, how do you do that? Dun, dun, dun. And, 
Yeah. <laughs> it already sounds ominous. <laughs> it does. It broke my heart. I was like, what? Like, I couldn't believe. And he was so proud of the fact that he basically takes people's vulnerabilities and their needs and he can skew them. I mean, he, he, and it, it sounds, when I put it like that, it sounds super evil, but I think what he was trying to do too for himself is say, I'm seeing what they need and I'm helping them, which, Hey, listen, people need help. So I get it, you know? Um, but then there was a piece of it that I made me a little uncomfortable because it felt invasive. Like you're taking, it's like, it's like you're taking their private stuff and you're using it you know well, it sounds like facebook oh my god zuckerberg <laughs> yeah. yes yeah you know i get you know i don't i feel like it muddies well, up my abilities so i try not to i don't do that but it's like the government like so the government is realizing part of human evolution is we are we do have this type of uh, access to our brain and the theta state or whatever they they've come up yeah. with. They go, oh, this is really good. People can. There's an intuitive aspect to the human brain or human evolution. <laughs> Let's use it for war. You know, <laughs> like they were using these people as spies. Yeah. You mean the remote viewers, right? The remote viewers, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Empath and telekinesis yeah. and all that stuff. They were like, but at the same time, I think they recognize that it can get out of control because you know the whole idea. You know, the the third eye is 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 a, a you know a, a source. You get into sh- yes, yes, good, yes, and um, you know the only thing that can kind of hinder that is is obviously if you're not aware of the fact that you have you have this, this function that you have an access or this, you know, this gland or whatever it is, this energetic, you know, uh, source. Um, but I do think it's interesting that, you know, the thing about the government and the control piece is that this is the one thing that once you access, nobody can, nobody can control your internal experience and how you, how you utilize your gifts. Right. Right, I mean, you know, so it, I actually think it's a bonus for everybody. Like, I think I the think more so, right? evolved, the more evolved we are as people, mm-hmm. the more the, the, the planet evolves, the more we all grow into ourselves and, and are able to help each other in the process. I, just, I think there's no downside to it. And that's no. part of what motivates me. You know, I think it's worth investigating to me. I think it's not as worth yeah. figuring out more and not, not trying to be afraid of it or, mm-hmm. Or because we don't understand it, go, okay, that's just crazy talk, you know, and just move mm-hmm. away, which we tend to be juvenile about a lot of things. And there's, there's a lot about the human experience. We haven't even, we're just, we just started walking upright, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I know. We're Aren't you that... glad we're there? I feel like we're there. I feel like everybody's consciousness is, is we're all sort of opening ourselves up to the, uh, to, to the possibilities of something else. We've all looked up. Like we were all sort of kind of in our little bubbles, like, you know, doing our little deal. And then all of a sudden the pandemic opened us up to wait a minute, wait a minute. We've got yeah. this whole other thing. That's huge. That's that's why I don't think it's an accident that this is the time I figured it out for yeah, myself. Once you get out of flight of fight mode, suddenly I'm intelligent. Oh, wait a minute. Now I have time to think right. of stuff yeah. beyond survival. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah. And for us to all get there, we'll, you'll be surprised how smart people are or the type of things that they discover about human beings or how kind they can be or, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. 
once we get out how of- powerful i think oh. it's how powerful we are as 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 human beings and how you know the idea that we're spiritual beings having a human experience is something that we have to reconcile but once we do mm-hmm. and we can ag- we can acknowledge our gifts you know and and then and then and then integrate them in this experience you know yes social okay. media yes people and money and things and politics and all this you know all of this human experience but if we can access both integrate both and then really mm-hmm. identify our gifts and elevate ourselves in that way. I, I really feel like that's that's the beginning. And I feel like there's so much peace in it. Like I have to say, the moment I realized that this is a real thing and that I'm not like imagining it and that I'm not making my life complicated and that I'm not, you know, and that I'm allowed to take a rest that I, that I, that I should normalize feeling. I should, you know, all these things that I now help clients do and find for themselves. Mm-hmm. It was really gratifying because I felt like there was so much purpose in this experience for me. And it wasn't just, um, you know, one hurdle after another, right. A weight, a weight was lifted and that's the magic. You know, it's not just about the me, me, me piece of it. So tell me about empathforward.com and tell me about how your clients find you. How do clients find you? Empathforward.com. They, um, they can go online and, and it's, it, it outlines all of the, but what um, makes them come to you? Like what makes them say, Oh, I need to, I need to come to this person. What are the, what think, are you doing for them? They, you think? I I think that what specifically the way that I work with clients is that mm-hmm. I respect wherever they are. Like uh, it's very individualized. The way that I work with them is really, you know, I, I I do a basic intake form, and I kind of figure out what their goals are, like what they're looking to achieve, and what they're looking to kind of discover in themselves or explore in themselves. Mm-hmm. That's really the baseline. And so, in other words, I don't put what I need from them or think they need onto them. It's really about what they're seeking to explore in themselves. It really is therapy. It's counseling, but it's got the intuitive piece of it. The intuitive Mm -hmm. counseling piece of it is that I'm tapping into what is unconscious in you that you might not fully recognize yet. And I'm just asking you questions to kind of pull it out. And then from there, that's when we go. And it's very, it's very, it's very specific. And it's actually very immediate, which is what I realized when I was tutoring kids, how immediate it is. There's an immediacy to it that I think becomes the draw for clients because doing therapy, but you're now you're able to use this intuitive component to your, yeah. I mean, what's considered intuitive counseling um, because I also use, uh, you know, cause my background is in art and, and so I use, um, modalities If people are less comfortable, like talking, you know, then I have some great things that we do in terms of the art that can be ways to kind of expose, express, mm. you know, kind of enlighten themselves on, 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 on how they're feeling about something. Cause a lot of behaviors is, is unconscious. You know, we get really good at kind of going in the, the, yeah. um, you know, the unconscious kind of rote. Yeah. I do this every day mode, you know, with the, the loop, you know, we kind of live in the loop. Um, and Loopy. so art, art therapy can kind of pull you out of it. So I have different modalities that I use depending on what the client wants to do. Sometimes kids enjoy the, the art, the art component better. I got, and I, then, I, no, sorry. You said expose, express, expedite. No, I'm just, I, I was trying to think, complete the ease. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. I feel like there needed to be one more E, right? Yeah. Expose, express. Yeah, but expedite I like because it does. It does. You think people that are there's a lot of people that might be agoraphobic might just be empath. Gosh, that is such a good. You know what? I would have I 
I would have to say yes. Now that you mention it, holy. I mean, listen, there are some clinical things like bipolar, like there's it's specific people that have specific, you know, diagnosed, uh, you know, uh, issues with themselves. And, and these are purely medical, but agoraphobia, that's so interesting to me. Because there probably is some component to that, you know, and then the thing about hiding or, you know, feeling unsafe around others or whatever is the more that you're there, the more it reinforces that this is the only place you can be. Right. right. But I mean, when I was tutoring, I was working with kids that had ADHD, uh, kids that were, um, uh, what is it? Uh, compulsive, um, obsessive compulsive yeah ocd yeah ocd Mm -hmm. i you know i had kids that were on the spectrum i worked with kids on the spectrum you know i worked with what does that uh, mean the spectrum they're they're autistic autistic or yeah yeah, so they have you know on the spectrum so you know so the way that autism from working with them is you know they're super powered in some ways and then they're hindered in other ways and, and every kid's different you know and so that was where i would really work with I mean, I realized now I was using my impact skills to really identify what would work for them best, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was just a matter of um, reinforcing that in them. And a lot of times as an impact information comes through me and I don't really think about it. I just, I can channel it. I don't really have to give it much thought. It kind of comes through me. Mm-hmm. You know, I also feel like I don't have ownership of it either. That's why when I hear something, I have to share it with the person because I feel like until I do it's unfair. Like, I feel like it's not right for me to hold on to it. You know, first, I wanted to just say one thing, what I realized is that it's used in so many different places, this, these abilities, right? Because yeah. uh, there's a guy, there's a fighter called Israel Alessandra. He's a MMA guy uh, fighting, you know, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. MMA fighter guy. I, I'm not even into the, it that much, but I started <laughs> zoning in on this guy. Cause just, he says, he doesn't try to hit the person where they are, but where they're going to be. Oh, that's, thought, that's a great that's example interesting. of it. That's, yes. very, that's probably why he's so good. He He's sensing where this person is going to move yeah. to. And then he's anticipating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the interrupting thing, right? I know where you're going. Right, right, right. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, that's how it plays out differently for everybody. Oh, I love that. It's a good one. So you have this thing called, um, I'm going to repeat it so people know it's called <laughs> empathforward.com. Yeah. And and what's your prime directive? Well, it's it's the, the website. You can basically go in, mm. you know, explore the website. It's specifically, you know, if you're interested in just mindfulness, if you're an HSP or an empath, or you think you are, you have highly that are, sensitive person, highly sensitive HSP. person, you know, or your parent, or, you know, I also work with, um, I'm exploring this too, as an option. I, I had a friend who was like, you should consult corporations. And I was like, I don't know how that works. And then after mm. working with smaller, you know, little businesses and things like that, I realized, you know, there is something to that. But it allows you to go in, kind of explore what the definition of different things are, what your objectives are. Um, and then you can, you can literally set up an appointment and schedule an appointment. I do a free consult um, and you could sign up for that, like a 30 minute consult, just to kind of really kind of decide what specifically your goals are, how you want to move forward. It's, it's more of a practical, it's more of a practical, um, website. I, I, I want it to be kind of interactive that way. Yeah. Intuitive counseling. Well, listen, intuitive counselor, what can you tell <laughs> me about this podcast? Where is it going? 
<laughs> I, well, I think you are an empath. I, I mean, I really do. I, you have a very open heart. You're, you're, you're very accessible, but I feel like this podcast for you is totally on the right track because it, it kind of combines who you are here as a human, having a spiritual, you know, a spiritual being, having human experience. It mm. is the perfect combination of those two things because it allows you to be witty and the person that you are but it also explores things that you find move you. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know what I mean? So it's a gotcha. perfect combination of the two. So in terms of any projections, I feel like you're definitely on the right track. It does feel like the right thing, you know? And it also, you could still do the other stuff, but there's something oh, yeah, about yeah, this, yeah. this that combines those two things for you that I think is really pretty amazing. All right, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> score i win Woo! no i'm just (laughs) i saw that coming no um you want to say to people about who you are and what you hope out of the world i um to answer a question this is for all of our experiences and all of our complications and all of our traumas i want everybody to understand that there's, there's reasoning behind all of it. And it may not make sense right at this moment. And you may feel like you're flailing. And that's part of what I, why I was inspired to, to do, to start empathforward.com and work with people to, to help ease that, that transition. But just know that there is magic in this experience and, and we all have access to it. And even if it doesn't make sense right at this moment, that's just the human part you know, we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So I just want to offer that as, as kind of a parting message that if you're struggling now and, and you're not really sure what the answers are going to look like, or you feel lost, or you're, you know, you're not, you're uncertain about the next step, just know that the answers lie within you, you know, and, and sometimes it's just a matter of asking different questions. Mm, I like that. Michelle Carmen Gomez. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing with us. Thank you for thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's so, being it's always... here now. <laughs> here now in this moment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, my friend. Stop, drop, and roll. We're <laughs> out of here. <laughs> 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 thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, really. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye.